Welcome to It's All Connected, a Marvel Studios podcast brought to you by MCUExchange.com. It's all connected. Everything. Well, it looks like we got a trailer, and it looks like there are a few things that we needed to talk about. So we decided to record episode 86.5 of It's All Connected, Russ and Matthew here. And uh, primarily, we're going to break down the Civil War trailer, and there's a couple of small news tidbits we're going to cover. You know, we didn't want this to be a full news show, but uh, there were just some stuff in that trailer that we needed to just kind of itching to talk about so yeah i couldn't wait a whole week and it would probably take up a lot of time next week if we did if we waited yeah yeah it'd be a two-hour episode next week uh, <laughs> which we don't want to do but I, I mean i guess the elephant in the room is we actually saw spider-man yep i mean we were just talking about that and i think just about everybody's kind of predicted or hoped that we wouldn't see him but but we did. And so, I mean, it, you know, it happened. And I think at first I was a little like, ah, it would have been cool if they waited. But at the same time, it's there's definitely something exciting about being able to sort of like focus so heavily on unpacking just the tiniest bit we saw. You know, yeah. I've just seen so many people obsessing over what amounted to, you know, like three seconds of, of footage and basically like one solid shot of him. Yeah. So, you know, if we had to wait until the movie, it would have kind of been, like, hard to process that almost in the moment. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was good after all. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. I I, th- I think, you know, we talked about the element of surprise being, you know, something to look forward to. But it was cool. It was a lot different than I expected. I really thought this Me was going to be a lot more traditional, a lot more like the Raimi costume, maybe slightly modified. And this was mm-hmm. more... I heard some people commenting snarkily that it's almost like the seventies TV show costume because it, it kind of it has a fabricy it more of a like a like a true fabric uh Definitely. look to it. But there there's some accoutrements that they've they've added to it and I like most of them. There's a little bit of black in there, some armored pieces. It looks like just light mm-hmm. lightly armored pieces. It looks like he has some sort of uh, utility belt style yeah thing. with like web cartridges on it yeah i'm assuming so yeah and the coolest thing and this is something they have never done in the movies which i'm actually really excited for is the eyes are yeah. animated like it it it's they genius yeah it, which is freaking awesome uh so it looks like it's some sort of it, it looked like a like a camera shutter almost yeah like there's sort of like you could see there's several sort of layers that like move in like a mechanical sort of you know thing focusing in yeah which which the... yeah it's amazing no go ahead i i keep, I, I think we're both excited and keep stepping on each yeah. other no i just um i mean it's you know it's just one of those things from the comics that you his eyes are always sort of moving you know there's a lot of characters that sort of do that but and in the comics, like, you know, you don't really think about it. They want to have some expression for the characters who wear a mask all the time. Um, but it's one of those things you, you never would have dreamed in a million years that they would try and somehow make work in a movie. And they, to me, it's almost like the 
I, I feel like they were thinking we've got to have one thing. We've got to have like one thing that sets this costume apart. And it's almost like they picked the most audacious option, you know, like how do we take this one strong element from the comic and, and make it real. And I think they came up with a really genius way of doing it. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that's been difficult for Spider-Man with the full costume on in the movies is to kind of portray emotion. Uh, and then, right. you know, a lot of times it's just head movement and his voice, but to actually now have his eyes, you know, contribute to his, yeah, you know, his, his emotional reactions to stuff is something that's been severely lacking. And again, for them, a way to come up with it, that, that at least at first glance looks like it works. And it, you know, there's been portrayals in the comics too, where the black around the eye holes has been thicker than, you know, mm-hmm. some, yeah. Like the Steve Ditko one, yeah. like the Alex Ross art, yeah. I think especially does that. Yeah. It definitely seems like it's pulling a lot of inspiration from that. Um, like the classic Alex Ross look, which is, it's different. I mean, it's very different from what we've seen in the films uh, so far. Yeah. And it, it's funny because if you, they, they actually released a high res, screen cap of mm-hmm. of the costume and when you get really close in i've seen a, f- a few screen grabs where they've kind of zoomed in pretty close and it it has a very subtle pattern to it you know kind of like the raimi costume had and even the, mm-hmm. the web costume had where they they have that pattern in there i like that it's a more subtle pattern uh you know one of the things that superhero costumes have kind of done really since spider-man ha- have used that whole printed pattern on the costume to kind of right you i mean it it works to great effect into help contouring muscles and things like that. So it looks more natural and it yeah. d- they don't and make it look use... like a strong material versus yeah. just like spandex or right. something. Right. Uh, so it's a little more subtle. Um, but, but yeah, it was just kind of interesting and they did it in a perfect way. I mean, I mean, we're jumping to the end first, but, but you know, that, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we have to, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Stark, as soon as he said under ruse, I was like, you are kidding me. And that it, it it's it so took me perfect. so many times to understand what he was saying. Oh, I caught it right <laughs> off. I was like, he I was just like, he's saying roof. on the roof? I did, <laughs> yeah, it took me a while, but then once I got it, I was just like, oh, that's amazing. It's pretty awesome. It's a it's a very – that's a Tony, R, Tony Stark-ass Tony oh, Stark oh thing to say. Oh, my God, yes. Of course, of course he's going to – because I, I'm so excited for the relationship between the two of them because they're – I mean, if you think about it, like Tony Stark would be Peter Parker's hero. You know, I mean, they're both super, you know, nerdy scientists, but Tony Stark is, is super cool and famous and he's a superhero. So it just like, I, I really feel like there's going to be like a geeking out moment with him. And then obviously Tony is going to like keep him at arm's length and make fun of him a lot, but at the same time, probably respect him a lot, especially if they really show off Peter being like, you know, very smart and, and scientific, which, you know, I think they have to. Um, so I think like the, and especially them both joking a lot. Like I, I really am looking forward to the like comic interplay between the two of them. Yeah. So I thought it was pretty cool. And obviously he takes cap shield. So it's kind of this iconic moment of yeah. him, you know, <laughs> grabbing the shield from captain America. And then it's like, Hey guys, yeah. <laughs> kind of like in this nervous, like, okay, what do I do now? Moment. I know. I, I just can't wait for him to just, you know, be cracking jokes and just the contrast, especially considering how sort of dire the, uh, the proceedings are, you know, it's almost like the way they throw that tag in. And I mean, it was a great way to do it. 
because it's tonally so different. Yes, yes. It, but it's almost like they take a, a time out and Tony makes a little joke. And so it's, it's sort of weird because it's like hard for me to imagine that like in the middle of this tense battle, they sort of just like take a pause and Tony makes a joke and like Spider-Man shows up and he's like, hey, what's up? And, you know, I, I'm just really curious how that is going to sort of play out in the context of the film and like. I, I don't know. It'll 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 be interesting to see because Tony's sort of usually the more sort of like light comedic person, but he's dealing with such heavy stuff that I I think a lot of that's probably going to fall on like Hawkeye and Ant Man and Spider Man to sort of be like the more like comic elements. Yeah, and it's funny because I was having trouble. I'm I'm trying to piece together like a timeline of when these events happen because it's not real right. clear. And it's funny. Right. So the one thing you're thinking, oh, the Spider Man thing is going to be the way that this battle ends or makes everybody kind of calm down. But one of the things that you notice is you could clearly see Rhodes in, in the war machine armor next to Tony when he's like, okay, time out right. and then calls him in. And then we see the shot we see earlier in the trailer of, it looks like winter soldier firing some sort of weapon. Now it could be, I definitely think that's editing. Yeah. It could be, these things are two totally unrelated things and that is not winter soldier shooting it at war machine yeah but. i think it's i think it's trying to set that i think a lot of the scenes are trying to set bucky up as like the bad guy yeah and i don't think that's because you know he's got like a sniper rifle and then it's like a laser like a yellow laser blast almost and yeah i couldn't the tell angles almost, of it are kind of different but it almost looked yeah. like it had some sort of grenade launcher attachment to the bottom so i could it, it might have but i just there's so many you know how trailers just do that. Oh, yeah. i feel like there's yeah. so many misleading things and like you can sort of see there's a lot of cuts. Yes. You know, I've I've watched a lot of like breakdowns and stuff of it. And there's a lot of cuts where like from one line to the next, like they're in a completely different setting. Yes. You yes. know, so like Winter Soldier is kind of like in this dark building, like pointing forward. And then all of a sudden, like outside from like underneath War Machine gets shot. And and then when they fall, you can see that in the background is like that airport. That right. Fighting at. Right. So yeah, I'm thinking like I'm thinking from what they've said, like that airport scene isn't isn't the final battle, and the final battle I agree. is apparently going to be like, I, I think the final battle is going to be against a bad guy. Like we've seen a little bit of crossbones, but we haven't seen any of, of Zemo yet. Yeah, I'm so it, it seems likely maybe the the whole airport thing ends with Zemo like taking out War Machine, and maybe that sobers everyone up, and they're like, oh hey, we should like join forces to stop this. Yeah, they ultimately. <laughs> you know, think that maybe there's a little bit of setup going on or maybe they're being manipulated or right. You know, exactly. And I think that's probably, I think we'll find out that maybe Zemo's like been twisting a lot of events to make them turn against each other. Cause something big is going to have to make them like realize, Oh, we need to stop fighting yeah. together and fight this. But at the same time, you got to think what's, I know Zemo's, you know, a big deal and all, but we're talking about with Spider-Man, like 12 Avengers yeah. So what's the threat going to be that like 12 of them that we've never seen that many Avengers Avengers together, you know, even Ultron, you know, didn't have to face that many. So it'll be interesting to see what the threat is that like all of them need to take on. Yeah. But it's it's uh, like I said, we got a lot more, at least for me, than I thought <clears throat> than I thought we would. I mean, it, we're starting to get a we kind of got hints of what the story was and now it's starting to get fleshed out a lot more mm -hmm. you know the 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 last trailer i think did a pretty good job of kind of telling the story in this one yeah definitely enhances on that uh, yeah i think we get like the general you know crux of like the film and like why you know we get all this stuff with 
Thunderbolt Ross and he sort of lays it out, you know, showing like, you know, you can see the body counts and like the monetary damage from each one of the big events, um, you know, and so it sort of sets up the idea of like being kept in check and and obviously they take two different sides. But I, I think the big thing that we haven't seen yet is is the sort of um, what the main like villain will be. And I think they're kind of saving that because I think that'll be a like almost Hydra like behind the scenes thing until the end of the movie. So I think they kind of don't want to reveal that. They want to focus yeah. on like them fighting and throughout the film we'll probably see like little bits of like something else happening behind the scenes until like the final the final bit where it's revealed that you know who knows someone's a traitor something happened I mean I doubt any I don't think any of the Avengers will be like a traitor in that sense but you know maybe Ross or somebody like that yeah but it, we get the clear you know thing that Tony is fully on board with the fact that, look, we need some oversight. We need to be put right. in check. You know, there, there's, right. you know, I know there's a lot of people that were saying, well, why are they putting New York on them? And I, I think part of that was just for uh, an example. It's like, okay, this isn't like a blame thing. You know, the, the, these three events aren't like, we're not putting this on you, but these three things happened and they happened right. with, you, you know, you all acting, in response to this, but without any kind of oversight and check and right. Exactly. And maybe exactly. And and you can see, I mean, look, we see this in the real world all the time where tiny events get misconstrued. So like, I'm sure there's plenty of people who find some way to be like, well, it's the Avengers fault or right. they sparked this invasion. Or, you know, you could even say it's like Loki having a grudge match against his brother. You know, right. there's a lot of, there's a lot of different ways you could sort of twist it. And, and, there's a lot of events they don't talk about. It's, it's, you know, sort of weird that they don't mention like London almost being destroyed and like Thor, the dark world, which is like a pretty big thing too. And the assault, you know, on Malibu been, and right. And, know. uh, you know, everything that happened in Thor one and, you know, so there's a lot of events involving these, these characters that you could argue that if they hadn't been there, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't have happened. I mean, Tony even egged on, you know, the bad guys in Iron Man three to attack him. And right. You know, the, you know, the whole reason that town in, in uh, New Mexico got attacked was because Thor was there. So, I mean, yeah, again, it's just sort of the idea of, like, these people are running wild and, like, yes, maybe they're stopping these, like, big threats. But they're they, – we don't know how they're trained. We don't know how they're – you know, they're just running amok, like, blowing things up in an effort to stop these bad guys. And, you know, I think it makes sense that, like, the nations of the world would be like, look, we don't – we're glad you're helping us for now, but we don't know your agenda. We don't know your training. We don't, we don't know that at any minute you could, you could be the one attacking us. Like, you know, so far you've been on the side of good, but maybe a lot of collateral damage could have been stopped. So, I mean, again, it sets up a good reason why you might want to side with Tony, you know, you know, which is good that we're, we're not just like, Oh, Tony's bad and cap is good. Right. And we do we do see this kind of fourth event. So they they outlined the three events, you know, New York, DC, and Sokovia, and then we see this. It's almost like a area where there's there's like three buildings kind of in it, and then there's like a building in the center, and it, it something explodes, and it almost looks like the building collapses. And yeah, it looks like a sort of UN type building. Yeah. Or so. I, I'm I'm guessing. My sort of theory is because then after that we see um, T'Challa. Uh, T'Challa. Yeah. I'm thinking like he's 
whatever is attacked, he's there like diplomatically and maybe some yeah. of his people get killed or something. And that's what brings him in. And that's why he's on Tony's side at first is because he's like, uh, you know, sees this attack and either a, it's like the trailer makes us believe and like everyone thinks Bucky's responsible for it. And that's why like black Panther's chasing Bucky and all that. Or B, he just thinks that like, yeah, you do need some sort of government oversight or, you know, because they, they're really setting Bucky up in the trailer to look like everyone thinks he's a bad guy. Yeah. You've got Black Panther chasing him. They they do that editing or it's the actual thing of him shooting Rhodey and sort of everybody's fighting him uh, and chasing him. And obviously he's like locked up at the beginning of the trailer in some sort of like Russian prison, which who knows when that takes place and. Yeah, I couldn't. So that was the interesting thing to start with. So it could be too under. You know, we see this far off facility. We see the see him coming down, and he looks very much like he did in Winter Soldier with the thing over mm-hmm. his face, and 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 then you know we cut to this like underwater. It's there's almost like this underwater facility. You know, it all looks very industrial. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and there's definitely some like at some point like there's like russian patches on the arms of the like guards at the very beginning yeah when those doors open there's like a canister there and it's very it's cyrillic it's obviously cyrillic that's on the canister Um, but then we don't know if later when bucky and tony and cap are fighting in what looks to be the same room you know that seems like that's maybe a different part in the movie so maybe they go back to this place or maybe that's the same scene. I mean, who knows? It's hard. It's hard to tell when that appears, or like if Bucky gets captured, or if he gets captured twice, or and it almost it seems looked... like it's a rough ride for Bucky the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. And as the doors open, it almost looks like in the very center, it's it's a Hydra logo on there. It does. It does. So... I've I've heard a couple people notice that as well, and it, it certainly does. And I one one of the MCUX people was saying. Um, like in our little message board thing was was thinking that it would be really cool if it was like Red Skull's base, some sort of abandoned Red Skull base, just oh, to yeah. like make a nod to that and maybe have Zemo somehow be like carrying on Red Skull's work or something. Be a nice way to like keep him kind of like in universe, even though you yeah. know, we'll probably never see him again. Maybe Zemo's the Red Skull. Ooh. I mean, yeah, who we, we really don't know anything about him at this point. Yeah. Um yeah, and and then there's another thing where if you kind of pause it when the three of them are fighting in that chamber, there's that sort of like yellow chamber, and it it looks like there's a figure in it while they're fighting. So a lot of people have been wondering like what that is. Um, you have to like go back, but it's it's the scene where the three of them, Tony, um, Cap, and Bucky are like fighting in that area. Uh-huh. There's like a there's just like a big yellow like tube. And there, it looks like there's some person or thing like in a chair inside that tube while they're fighting. So, you know, the other thing that could be that I saw somebody screen grab and I, I kind of slow mode it through and didn't see it is that they're saying there's Bucky's severed arm in the background or what looks like. I've I've heard a lot of people talking about that too. I couldn't quite notice that either. That wouldn't surprise me pictures, but yeah, I, it's uh, th- that whole thing just uh, is seeming really like disconnected from the film. And of course we still have the scene from the in credit scene from Ant-Man. That's supposed to be a scene from the film where Bucky's like yeah. chained up to something. And so it seems like he gets captured like five times in the film. <laughs> well, and it's funny because 
so the sh- the shirt he's wearing when he's captured in that facility when 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 um, Sam and and um, Steve are in their civvies is the mm-hmm. same outfit he's wearing when he confronts Tony, when Tony does the thing with the glove and he shoots him. Yes. So I think Which all that... he's not wearing anywhere else in the film. Right, right. So... Yeah, it's... Um... I'm almost thinking that either they capture him to try and re-brainwash him, and maybe that's where Steve is going after him. I, I think so, too. And so it almost seems to me that the fight between Bucky, Cap, and Tony happens at the very end, because... It seems like it happens after the battle at the airport because Tony, when he pulls down his helmet, he's got the black eye mm-hmm. and, you know, he's they're kind of squaring off against each other. And it would be emotional to sort of yeah. like Cap sort of like choosing his side between Bucky and Tony in this like final fight, especially if they sort of think, um, you know, Bucky's been responsible for something the whole time. Um, I, I mean, it won't be like the final fight, of course, but like towards towards the end for sure yeah then there's a bit in the trailer and again it has tony his arm is in a sling and he's talking to black widow and he and she says you're i'm not the one that needs to watch my back and i couldn't tell if maybe she switches sides again because one of the things in in the trailer even when spider-man shows up to pull cap shield she's standing behind him yeah. So now, granted, if they were fighting, things could have got mixed up. But like, sure, clearly, sure. Rhodes is standing next to Tony. It seems like they're still kind of lined up on sides, and and Natasha is behind Steve. So yeah. I don't know if maybe it's, something there's some. There's got to be something going on because yeah. the producers keep talking about how she's got this really complex and difficult arc, and of course, it makes no sense whatsoever for her to be on Tony's side. Yeah. You know, like she's, you know it doesn't make sense that she wouldn't be with cap and with Clint. Right. You know, these are arguably her two best friends. If she has any friends and she would side against them. She's also already revealed all of shield secrets at the end of winter soldier. And it's just nothing about her siding with the government and against, uh, Steve and Clint makes any sense. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, I, you know, I think the whole thing with this is it's very much going to be a lot of changing size and double crossing and people working behind the scenes. And, you know, the Russos are really continuing their sort of, you know, like political thriller sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah I, I it, it definitely um, and Black Widow. I mean, she's the spy. So, right. It, you know, it makes sense that she's going to be involved in some of this uh duplicitous behavior there's also a shot that is in the trailer that's something that i didn't notice and again it's with tony with his arm in the sling um and it looks like it's like the hall of armor so it almost but it doesn't look like from i think he's inside the raft which we haven't touched on yet but oh maybe because it looks like oh they they are cells cells. yeah they look like cells yeah because there's beds yeah but and it, I've heard some people wondering if maybe the sort of look on his face is because they're talking about that being used to imprison Cap and his team mm. or something like that. Or uh, who knows? I mean, yeah. obviously in, in the comic, you know, Tony uses the negative zone as like a prison for that very reason. Yeah. yeah. Um, of course, they weren't going to do the negative zone, but the raft is a huge, you know, super villain prison from the comics. And. I mean, that's got to be the raft. I mean, yeah. it literally looks like a giant inflatable raft coming out of the ocean. And it looks amazing. I mean, it looks scary and impressive. And 
And of course, if the government is finally seeing the threat of all this, as much as there's more superheroes, there's more supervillains. So like it was only a matter of time before they came up with a facility that could, you know, feasibly hold them. Um, yeah. And even if you escape, where are you going to go? Exactly. You're in the middle of the ocean or maybe even underwater. Yeah. <laughs> depending on how that works. So and the helicopter about that. Yeah. Because like at the one point, Stark come, uh, Iron Man comes out of the helicopter. Then they show the helicopter coming up to the facility. So mm-hmm. it obviously makes makes sense. But again, yeah, he's probably like, like said, touring the facility or something. Yeah. Tony has his arm in the sling. He's got the black eye. So this kind of looks like it's either before or after the scene he has talking to Natasha. So it almost seems to yeah. me. Yeah. Which that seems to take place at the new Avengers facility. Because it looked right. like the same place they were talking that Fury and Widow talked at the end of um, Ultron. That sort of just like looking out that window yep. that just sort of like glass hallway yeah. so the green space yeah yeah which of course i mean of course they're going to go back to that facility i mean that's kind of where they i mean we're told that it's been like a year basically that they've been operating as like the new avengers team so i'm sure we'll see some bits at that facility and then of course we get the callback to the first avenger when him and tony are fighting and oh god that was so good because i could do this all day and kind of that same stance you know that he had yeah it was great i mean it really it helps sell the point that like this is a cap arc you know this is the story that we've been following i mean hell for uh you know 70 years pretty much yeah yeah um of him which is you know when you think about is is you know kind of crazy like he's been through i mean you know obviously he was frozen for a lot of that but still you know i mean this is a this is somebody who has and the films have done a great job of of showing this by each one of them having like a sort of tonal shift you know this is someone who started out you know from the place where they start to the place where we see them in this movie i mean he's had a, a you know a hell of a ride yeah um going through such different time periods and such different political backgrounds. And I mean, he went from a place where it was like, you know, America versus the Nazis was the big thing. And now he's in a world where he's with a team of superheroes fighting another team of superheroes that were his friends. And there's all this geopolitical stuff going on and, you know, aliens have invaded. And I mean, (laughs) you know, he's, he has seen everything, everything change, you know, and, I think the idea of something about Red Skull being involved in this film and being tied to Zemo would also really sell that thematic connection. Yeah. That like Hydra and some version of the Skull and Zola and all these people have, have sort of been like haunting him since the beginning. So that would be a nice sort of like thematic, you know, continuation on things or cap on things if like Zemo sort of like takes the mantle of Skull and like you know, continues this, this threat with Hydra and everything for, uh, for cap. Yeah. I'm looking, I'm, you know, just the more I see, the more, the more yeah, I mean, excited I am for it. There's um, so many things we could talk about. I mean, we haven't touched on, uh, Ant-Man coming out of Hawkeye's era. Yeah. yeah which is pretty, That's a pretty great moment. Yeah. And, I mean him, he sort of shoots through Iron Man's fingers and rolls up on his arm uh, I mean, again, we, you know, Ant-Man is the, the more I, the more I think about it and I, you know, I've only seen it a few times so far, but I'm really excited to see more of his abilities, especially in this big sort of clash. Yeah. Um, because he really just does have some really unique, especially from a visual standpoint abilities and, and the way they're going to incorporate those, especially we know how good the Russos are shooting action. 
I'm just, I mean, everybody, everybody's got such varied skill sets in this film. I think it's going to be, I think the fight scenes, especially between our heroes are going to be yeah. really exciting seeing them, um, just find all these really inventive and interesting ways of like making them all work. And I think Ant-Man's probably going to be up at the top of like, they're really going to have, he's really going to have some cool visual sequences when he's fighting. Do you think, uh, so this is total speculation, but do you think we see giant man? I don't know. I, there's been a lot of rumors about it, which make me think that probably if I hadn't heard the rumors, I don't know that I would have thought that, but I do think that at some point, if it's not in this film, then it's, it'll be in Ant-Man and the Wasp. I, I think that has to, Yeah, I think it has to happen. I mean, it makes sense. They, they've done all this science of like him shrinking, like the logic of him being able to grow makes sense. Well, they set it up in Ant-Man. I mean, the, the Thomas, the tank engine, you know, the, the, the ants, right. you know, those things got super huge. The right. Tank so it, the... it's, it would only take like one conversation for them to be like, Hey, why can't I also get huge? Yeah. And then be like, Oh, well you can. So, I mean, yeah. If this has been maybe a year that he's been Ant Man, roughly, then um, it makes sense. And that would, boy, would that be a, a hell of an upset in the battle? Yeah, um, I, I just think this Thor and Hulk are cool there. thing to, yeah. To, yeah. And I hope, like I said, I hope um, so they I think, they don't. Uh, I hope we don't see any more footage that that would spoil that. That that would just be yeah. A cool I want to right. I want. I, I definitely want some of these surprises. Like I wouldn't be bothered if we don't see Zemo at all. In yeah. the trailers, I wouldn't be bothered if we bothered if we don't see, you know, Giant Man. Like, I definitely want there to be some sort of like, and, and there will be, of course, there will be some crazy moments. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I hope they don't go too crazy. Like the, I think the Star Wars trailers prove that like it's it's definitely satisfying to like leave us wanting more. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I they've done that a bit here, but at this point, we've pretty much seen everybody. You know, we've seen we've seen Black Panther a lot, and now we've seen Spider Man. So there's not a there's probably not a ton that they haven't showed us so I, I i want them to save some of it for sure yep yep well good stuff uh i just you know we're we're less than two months away which is incredible to think so. yeah it's it's pretty crazy i'm getting my uh you know my sort of uh geek excitement is is at a fever pitch right now yeah <laughs> just sort of trying to wrap my head around and the trailer really accented that. I mean, you oh, yeah. know, from seeing Black Panther, I mean, the moves he has when he's chasing after Bucky and obviously he's bulletproof because he, he just stands still while that helicopter fires at him. And, um, you know, the Ant-Man and the Hawkeye arrow and just the teams fighting each other, Scarlet Witch flying. Uh, yeah. And, of course, Spider-Man. I mean, it's just really like, is this, my brain almost can't, like, understand that, like, this is a thing. It's a real yeah. big blockbuster movie that will be out in two months, like, and as crazy as like the Avengers movies were, this is going to be even crazier. And it's not even the craziest Avengers movie we're going to get in the next few years. Yeah, so yeah, it's just like I, there's a certain point where yeah, I feel like I'm going to go into like a I'm going to like pass out from like nerd excitement. If I think <laughs> about it too much. So and it, the trailer's trending super hot. Like it, I think yeah. within the first four, 24 hours, it it was viewed a hundred million times, which is way higher than even Age of Ultron or uh, Winter Soldier. So. It's, yeah, it's definitely has it passed Star Wars. No, no. Yeah, that's no. unlikely, but that's okay. I mean, yeah, that's a fine thing to be second place to. I I conceivably could see this doing better than Age of Ultron. Like I think I th I think I think so too. Yeah, I really do think so. Yeah, because I mean, as much as they say it's not another Avengers movie, and I think the story wise it won't be, it's still 
it's got the same appeal sure as another avengers movie and yeah i just think um yeah i don't see any reason why it, why it won't and and if it's if the story is kind of a little stronger than the one in Ultron, then that'll, of course, give it more critical acclaim and more people go back and see it and better word of mouth. So, and then I think the Spider-Man thing really helps too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. um, Yeah. I, I could definitely see that happening. And the winter soldier did, you know, incredibly well. Yeah, absolutely. So, and people didn't really think that would. So with people sort of anticipating this being huge, I, yeah, I think it'll definitely exceed expectations. So, Well, excellent. Uh, yeah. so two other tidbits that we want to talk about. One is it looks like, according to Mike Coulter, we have a, a premiere date for Luke Cage. Yeah, a little bummed. <laughs> September 30th. That is a long way past what I think everybody has been confidently saying it would be. Yeah, I think we thought, what, July at the latest? I Yeah, I, I mean, I was like June. Yeah. July, maybe. But, boy... Because, you know, I was thinking like September, October would be the perfect time for Iron Fist, but it looks like Iron Fist won't be until next year. Yeah, it almost seems like, point, yeah, there's no way. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it almost seems like we're not going to get three this year. I really thought we were going to get three this year. Uh, I did too. So, I'm really so I mean, that, that really makes me wonder what the timetable is going to be, because in my mind, it was like, we'll get Luke Cage, then Iron Fist this year. Next year, we'll, of course, get another season of Daredevil. Then we'll get the Defenders then we'll hopefully get Jessica Jones season two. But if we're not getting Iron Fist until next year, we'll definitely get another season of Daredevil. I think that's going to be a sure thing every year. Then even if they did three next year, that only leaves room for Defenders, which they've said will come before anything besides Daredevil gets a second season. Yeah, yeah. So so unless they bump season three of Daredevil for Defenders, which is possible, um, they might not want to make his story go on too far before doing Defenders. Um, but even then, what, what would that be? That would be Iron Fist, then Defenders, and then the third one would be Jessica Jones season two, if they did that. I mean, it's possible. Yeah. I think it's more likely it'll be Daredevil, Iron Fist, and then Defenders. Me too. Unless they decide, you know what, these things are, are flowing so well, let's kick the Defenders down the road, you know, and maybe they just kind of take it off the block and just, they, they really could do that. I, I don't know what the specifics of the deal are, but. You know, as much as I'm excited for the Defenders, I'm also excited for each one of these separate ones to come out and for them to I'm especially excited for Jessica Jones to get like another season. So, yeah, yeah. And especially because they kind of pop up in each other's things anyway, like they could easily start having sort of like crossovers, you know, where they pop up for a few episodes in each one, which I think would make more sense than all of a sudden they come together in the Defenders. Yeah, it would almost be better if like each one got like two or three seasons where they've all kind of met each other on their individual shows, built up a rapport. There's a bigger threat that's sort of looming. And then, yeah, you know, a few years from now we get, you know, them teaming up for the Defenders. I, I feel like that would be more satisfying yeah. than just getting Defenders next year right after we've just met everybody once except Daredevil. Now, this hasn't come out from Marvel or Netflix. No, so... it's just Mike Coulter himself. But but then it's, like, weirdly specific, too. So. Yeah. Why I I just can't imagine a, him saying such a specific late in the year date. Yeah, if if it wasn't at least going to be roughly around there. So I you know I think if anything if he misspoke he would have said earlier. He would have said it's going to come out earlier than it is. So, yeah, and September thirtieth is a Friday. So yeah, you know I, it, it I even in. if that's not the specific date I think 
we can safely assume it'll be the fall yeah before we get it which i i don't know i just i still feel like the summer is this missed opportunity there's nothing really going on once i mean once we hit june everything marvel related is over until doctor strange in november so right it and if the if it's already finished filming you know we know that within the next few weeks it'll be done filming you know give it a few months for post-production like i don't see any reason why it couldn't be july august at the latest but to go all the way to september i don't know it's a little odd but we'll see yep I guess the last piece we wanted to talk about was the Sylvester Stallone update. Yeah, because we just talked so heavily about it in the last one. And, you know, this is still technically a rumor. I mean, all of it's a rumor. But, you know, it looks like uh, people are saying now he's just going to be a Ravager. Just one of Yondu's Ravagers. So, uh, you know, not quite what we were expecting. But I do wonder what this Judge Dredd-like costume was, though, that people are talking about. Unless... The only thing I can think of is he sort of finds like these relics of a Nova costume or something. And maybe he just wears the, maybe he just wears like a Nova helmet or something that he found as part of his like Ravager's outfit or something. Or crazy shoulder pad or something. Right. Yeah. And I still am sort of leaning towards that. Maybe he's a bit of like a comic relief thing. Me too. I I can't. The funny thing about it will just be, oh, it's Sylvester Sloan being in like a small comedic role. Yeah. Yeah, I can't see. It's either going to be blinking, you miss it as like a right, you know, almost kind of like a intentional thing, or you know, he's yeah. I just don't, I just don't see him being like James Gunn's brother's character, you know, where he's just kind of no, like one no. of the guys, you know. I see him as like a yeah, just like a bumbling thing, and it'll be funny just because it's Sylvester Stallone, yeah, and all all the stuff we've been talking about, we're putting way more into it than what it is. It's like he literally just showed up, and they were just like. He was like, hey, I love the movie. Can I be in it? James Gunn's like, uh, sure. Like, here, just put this on and we'll put you in this scene and just say this line or something, you know, and then that'll be it or something. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I think that's nothing nothing too big besides the trailer has come out since we uh, talked, so. Yep, yep. So... Like I said, that was that was it. Uh, we just mainly we're just kind of foaming at the mouth to talk about the Civil War trailer, so we decided mm-hmm. to just kind of pop on. Um, so thanks everybody for listening, and uh, we'll be back later in the week uh, with some more news, conceivably, and uh, Shield, another episode of Agents of Shield. So uh, stay tuned. Okay. Cool. Nice. <laughs>